<laughs> turn your volume down. Oh, I'm, turn your volume down. Turn your volume down. I'm in the wrong account. Okay. I guess switch accounts. All right. Trying to get. All right. Dad in here. Now I'm ready. Join, join, ask to join. We're now we're live on Facebook too. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> oh, dang it. Whoa. And Caesar is going to edit this later. Uh, and he's going to be like, what is this first 40 I, seconds of stupidity? This we, is amazing. We're, we're trying to do Instagram live at the same time, Facebook friends. And it's, <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're here. Oh, my God. <laughs> It's crazy. I'm right side up and we're here. Okay. All right. Welcome to What the Friday with Birch and Birch, the father-daughter game show where we earn points for candor and humility as we flesh out whatever topic floats to the top like a bad turd. That description was written by Bill Birch. And also, <laughs> this is not a game show. <laughs> no, but the turd is real. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help myself. <laughs> hey, well, it's great to see you. I have not seen you this week. I've been gone all week. How are you? Yes, you have. I'm great. I slept last night. It's a good, it's a good day. Also, I have been uh I have just been dressing myself to make myself happier, and it is so effective. Like I wake up two, two, three majority of these days this week, I've woken up and I've been like, oh man, I, I'm a pile of crap. And then, <laughs> and then I go, I'll go, I'll go dress myself up in like a mildly rebellious way. And it helps. Awesome. Maybe I should try that. How are you? I'm good. Good. Things are good. A little behind, a lot of stuff going on this week. Um, out of town doing a special project and now I'm back and I have uh, life. My New Jersey life is back. My Manhattan life is back. So folks yeah, been reading like crazy. We're here. We're here. We're queer. I I wish I was queer so that I could say that because I think it's one of the best sayings. What saying? You know, they're like, we're here. We're queer, and we're. I don't know what the third part is, but it's fun and it's and I like it. Um, I must have missed that one. <laughs> also, people from your generation think that that is a uh, politically incorrect word. But my generation, people choose that word over all others because it's the least specific. Um, not all which, people. Obviously. Which word is that? Queer. Queer. Yeah. It used to be a diss, and now it's like an identifier. But <laughs> anyway. So. See? Maybe some of you that are watching that are older are learning things just as fast as I am because it's <laughs> never ending. It's like, okay, it's good to know. Pretty dang slow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. You just, you set me up for the disc and then I, I had to take it. Okay. Um, we're, I didn't get it. We're going to, did you really not? Oh, no, you're making fun. I get it. <laughs> I get it now. I see what you're going to Sometimes I miss them. Yeah. I have to ask your mom, what was she talking about there? Don't ask. It's just going to make you mad. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if that... Okay. Um, so, first and foremost, we are... Uh, not foremost. The first thing on our list of things we wanted to talk about is goal setting. Right. You've got a problem with that. Excuse me? <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> you did not position this as an intervention. <laughs> but all right. Morgan needs a goal setting intervention. We were on the we were talking about some work things a little bit ago and she's like flips up her taskless said, calendar in a calendar format. Did you tell me up yet? And I was like, let me show you what my to-do list looks like. <laughs> like <laughs> no I'm wonder. Very, I'm very organized, okay? It's just there's a lot that I'm trying to do every day. <laughs> So I sent you a text this morning. What did the text say? Do we have a meeting this morning at 930? <laughs> She's like, no, no. no. I said like 10 minutes later, I get a text. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> it's in my calendar. <laughs> Just haven't gotten to it yet. I got, a busy, I got a full life, man. Get off my back. You know, there's only so much you can get. I don't know how to do that. I wonder how other people handle taskless and goalless when yeah. there's so much going on that you really you don't want to lose track of it you want to stay focused on it but there's got to be some way to triage your goals yeah i think your advice that you you just gave me before we started this i think is going to really help because before my lists every day were not crazy long so it was a little bit more manageable um but now the lists uh, are like 25 tasks set up at the beginning plus more than that probably because probably more than that actually but um you are the worst, the worst. you never turn your phone on silent i'm sorry um but your advice today was really good it was uh for for goal setting when you saw my list you said why don't you open up your every morning, the first thing you do is open up this task list and just read through the list and ask yourself what, if I had, if I could only do five of these things, what things would I do? What things are priority? And I think that really helps. So I'm going to start reading through the whole list instead of being like, I'm just going to tackle these one at a time. Well, I hope that works for you. I do that sometimes when I get up early enough and I'm clear minded enough. Um, sometimes the day just happens fast enough that it's hard to do that. I get up a little bit late and, you know, I have clients, people that will call at seven o'clock in the morning and I'm just like trying to find a coffee machine and off you go. Can you turn your volume down all the way on your phone? Silent mode and turn it all the way down. I'm starting to do a weird echoey thing. Yeah. We're living and learning you guys. Thanks for being here with us. Um, okay. So that's a good tip for our, from my father about goal setting and how to handle a lot of tasks. <clears throat> Next, we have a rant about regulation from dad. I'm sick of those COVID forms. I get it, but gee whiz. It's like every time something happened, when COVID first hit, there was all this buzz about how are we going to, how can we develop more regulation? And it's um, frustrating. I haven't heard of anybody actually needing one or having anything tested so that they had to do that. I don't know. It's just I think about all kinds of regulation, and, it's a, and I get that it's a, a good idea, and that you should have some have regulation in certain areas. But I do think there's an area where you get to have a little bit too much, and people are a little too anxious to sue each other. So we have to spend a lot of money to try to keep people from doing that. Yeah. And then in the end, you know, there's only so much gross domestic product, and we all share that. And when you take the gross domestic product and you start carving out productivity due to regulation, 
all of a sudden it gets thinner and there's this whole layer of people at the bottom of our economic strata that have no money but it's because it can never get to them because we have to we we do so much to be regulated highly regulated i drive around union city and i see apparently contractors have to have policemen at construction sites that are on the street so the policeman pulls his car up and just um, does his thing and but but i can pull up and not have any idea where i'm going or what i'm supposed to do the only reason the policeman's there is because he's he's a regulation has said that he has to be there but there's yeah. nothing to help me get around traffic doesn't make me feel any safer I no, I hear you on the regulation thing. And the reason I got no passion about it is because I can't do anything about it. So I do think you're right in that regulation slows us down, but I can't, con can't control it. So I'm just like, eh, well, yeah, probably. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, just a little frustrating just going through that. It's a cool. little bit of everything everywhere. Which I was, I was in, um, doesn't matter. So anyway, I'm curious. You had some moving on from that stuff. You, while I was gone, went on some dates. How's that I've going? Been, How's the I've dating life going? Dating with social distance restrictions, but still, you know. I like that. People. Yeah, I do too, because I feel like I okay, hot take on pop maybe unpopular opinion. There is a dating culture now that says that you were supposed to kiss on the first date. And I usually this is online dating and you've just met the person and I don't appreciate it because it's a lot. I mean, kissing is intimate and also it's kind of a lot. Um, serious? I'm serious. This is the, this how is do the you even know that? How, how do you have like some kind of a newsletter you go to and it says this is no, this now is just, it's an expectation. Even if they don't seem very into you, they still do it. Like they, because they think that they're supposed to as well. And it's like a, uh, it's like a thing. So there have been, I have, I have involuntarily actually. <laughs> okay. Oh God, do I want to know this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so funny. Okay. So one time I went on this date with this guy, not into him. Also, uh, <laughs> so I'm trying to get out of the date by going, you know, I have to leave. This is not a recent date. This is a year ago. And I'm trying to, or wait, not a year ago, a while ago. And I'm, I'm <laughs> leaving the date. I'm like, you know what? I have to go up to go meet my friend a few blocks away. And then he was like, cool. I'll walk with you. And I was like, uh, I was not good enough at communication <laughs> at the time. So I just said, okay, I guess so. And then he kept trying to shake him, but being like, oh, I got to turn here. So I'll see you later. And then he would be like, I don't have anywhere to go. I'll go with you. And so I'm walking to nowhere. I don't have a friend to meet. We get six or seven <laughs> blocks just winding with me trying to get rid of him. And I was like, okay, I really have to go. I just realized I got to hop in this Uber. Like I got, I ordered an Uber to get away from this guy. <laughs> I should have just said, thanks for the date. I'm going to go now. Please leave. Right. But I was, it was not a year ago. <laughs> Please leave. That's <laughs> what every, every guy wants to hear when he's out on a date. No, thanks. That was a great drink. Please was, leave now. It was four years ago because I was in Chicago and, um, and he leans in for the kiss and I go, Oh no, no, out loud. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Involuntarily. And he, I watch his face register. Oh crap! Oh crap! I shouldn't kiss her. 
but he was like, the momentum was happening. So his eyes were, oh, but his mouth was still kissing me and he kissed my teeth. <laughs> While I was going, no, because you know, my mouth is shaped, I guess my teeth were exposed. And it was the most awkward uh, separation ending of a day. <laughs> oh my goodness. He did text me later and go, so I'm guessing this means not another. <laughs> I was like, yes, you, your assessment is correct. <laughs> uh, so I'm against the first, whoops, on the first date thing. If you've been friends forever and you've decided to try being romantic and so you go out and the date is intention, like that's the intention. Hey, we're trying to explore this. Okay. Then I get kissing on the first date, the technical first date, but Every other version of the, I don't, what? <laughs> it's so, it's so much. So you're not, you're not telling me though, that there haven't been first dates that you haven't been very interested in that. Do you even want to ask this question? You I'm, don't. No, I don't want to go any further than that. I'm just saying. <laughs> I have been on first dates where I did, in fact, think it would be nice if they kissed me on the first date. You're well welcome said. for that very kind response. That's right. Thank you. Thank you very much. Nobody here knows, though, that we did do a Never Have I Ever at a recent family reunion that I kind know. of outed everybody in our family for all kinds of things, which was absolutely it was hilarious. A, it, was, it was. It's hilarious in retrospect. In the moment, literally mm -hmm. everyone was uncomfortable. It's a terrible idea. Do not say never have I ever with your family. <laughs> I thought it not was awesome. That advice. It wasn't it wasn't bad until the second generation said, Oh, we want a chance to come up with the questions. And then it was your group that came up with the really telling questions. Sorry, I almost lost my phone there. <clears throat> yeah, well, that's because we've all played Never Have I Ever, and and that's the kind that it usually is, and so that's what we did. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, yes, but recently, more recently, uh, as a much more driven, mature person who's got a lot of drive and vision, I've just been on fire lately with excitement for where my career is going and where I'm going. I was explaining this to my friend last night, and I was like, it's, I got an, into the journey of, of this business because I, I have had jobs in the past that I really like the glamorous title. Like I chose the mountain for how the mountain looked. I was like, I'm going to climb that mountain. Cause if I reach the top, it would look so good. Um, and it, it looks really good to be on that mountain, <clears throat> but I chose this with that, without that idea at all. I chose this career move as a, I want to love the journey. I want to love the climb. So who cares what the mountain looks like? I'm choosing this based on what it's going to be every day. And a huge part of that was working with you. And <laughs> how could it be any better? <laughs> how could it be any better? And, uh, and, and knowing that it was a highly people focused, that there, it was very high risk, you no know, ceiling, no floor. And I do well in that environment. Um, and that you were essentially running your own business and an entrepreneurial, no one is truly in charge of you. It's, it's all on your shoulders. And I love extreme responsibility, extreme ownership. You can't see that in the shop, but it's here. Um, so all of that is why I chose it. But then a few months ago, it switched from just loving my everyday to, no, to getting this 
this glimpse of who I could be and what my potential is. And I started to see that. And, and now I've been on fire because I'm chasing this vision and it feels specific, but it's not, it's not, it's, I'm not going for a certain award or a certain publication to notice me or anything like that. I'm, it's this desperate drive for my potential. Like I want to see who could I be? How much could I learn? How much, how much better of a person can I be? How much better of a friend can I be? How much better of a, uh, how, like, what can I learn from this is, is like the in, incessant question of everything. So I'm like, how do I be a better realtor? How do I serve my clients better? How do I, how do I build a business better? How do we make this show better? How do mm -hmm. this constant addiction to growing? And I was telling another friend about this today and he was like, it's kind of like flow state, but on a life level instead of being in flow on a project. Mm -hmm. And I would say that's kind of how it feels. It feels like I'm surfing this, this wave towards my potential and I'm trying to just do the best. Fast. Yeah, as fast as I allow it to. That's the mm -hmm. thing. It's all based on my own responsibility and how much I, yeah, embrace Well, now it. it's going to be more about scaling because you, you hit a limit. You only have so much human, personal human resource. And now as things get better, you get better. And you also have to build a team around you that everybody d has benefits from that synergy. So it just keeps growing. And that's, whoa, you know, we have two new team members. Um, one of, well, the newest one is Emma. Emma's on board now officially this week, Emma Seidman. So She's a licensed real estate agent. She's gonna kill it. She's just a natural. I can't wait. I'm, yeah, I'm really excited. I love, yeah, I love that she's on the team. If our team doesn't grow any bigger and it's just us, I'm cool with that. Like she's, it's, it's going to be bigger. Yeah. And I'm okay with it growing. I just, I get the point, but who's, I, yeah. we are discriminant. There's, there's a reason why we're spending so much time on infrastructure and systems and, the other stuff that goes along with it. So that's all there specifically to grow a very productive, successful team that's well known for yeah, doing a but, great job. But we're discriminant and we're not just trying to see how big we can get a team. We want a team of high performing right. people that we all better each other because we're all mm -hmm. seeking to better ourselves. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Right. We're looking for people that want to make this a career and they want to be like you. Mm -hmm. mm. Or better. <laughs> or better. Well, I mean, they want the same. They, they, you know, people that have that same fire to, yeah, um, be unusually motivated, and they want to build their own business and want to do their own thing, and they're and they love synergy. They see the value of one plus one equals three, which is based on chemistry. So uncommon, uncommon amongst uncommon men. That's, yes. uh, that's the Navy. Common, common people who are uncommon. That's the, the Navy SEALs quote is, these are men who are uncommon amongst uncommon men. And that's like hmm. such a great thing. Yeah. There's also, I remember I was very obsessed. You would be one that would love the Navy. I'm surprised you didn't go in the military. <laughs> I, I have thought about that so many times. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> wait, why do you say that? Because a lot of your favorite, like podcasters and books you like to read, are military people. 
you know, overcoming adversity, really pushing yourself beyond your limits. Yeah. So, and you I always like do that. that and you push that way. That's the, the goal sheet. You didn't get that from me. You think? Probably got that from your mother. Actually, that's, she is like that. Yeah. She's a train. You she cannot stop that juggernaut. Yeah. That's pretty mm -hmm. awesome. Um, wait, all of that was to do with dating. I don't know if we should circle back to it or not. <laughs> well, I don't have anything to add there, so. Okay. Basically, it's hard to find people who are also driven and understand. How do you work that into your schedule? Is that hard? What? Dating. It was harder when I was less driven. Isn't that ironic? Everything was harder mm -hmm. when I was less driven. I'm cre I'm very busy. I know that, like, factually. Mm -hmm. But I don't. I feel like my life is full. I don't feel like it's busy. So, you know, you hop on a FaceTime or you talk to somebody in person or whatever. I think it's because I'm not drained all the time. Most of the time I feel really energized. So talking to somebody on a date for an hour or whatever, it's not as hard to squeeze in because I think what has made me makes it hard in the past is you have to have the energy for it. And it feels like it's a lack of time, but really it's a lack of energy. Because now, un until I have my crash days, which are very real, but when I don't have my crash days, um, I don't want to escape my life. I feel like my life, I view my life in, like a really awesome movie that I'm in. And so I don't want to escape my life into a TV show. I'm excited to be making this movie as amazing as possible and i can't see wait to see what's next and what can i do next and i love that feeling um until when, you have a crash day and then my crash day is when i feel like I, yeah actually tv is how i know where my mental state is because if i really want to watch a tv show i'm like ah i want to escape something about the way i'm viewing myself and my life is making me feel overwhelmed and tired and i want to escape and it's a really good telltale sign for me. And then I have a series of mental tricks that I use to get out of that back into like romanticizing my own life in a way. Anyway. Interesting. Um, so As a father, it's hard for me to comment on that because it's just not, I get to see those. It's like, so what's up? Uh, stay off, <laughs> which yeah, does not happen very often. Yeah, and then it's a drastic crash. Yeah. How do you feel like your energy just wiped out. when work and like what's your viewpoint on all of that right now? Unless you want to talk about it. Uh, I'm in a different place. Yeah, I know. I think that's what's interesting. Like we're in very different places of our I, lives. I spend a lot of time like you, you know, in the in the place that you're at doing stuff. And um now I'm trying to find some I think I you know, I'm almost sixty. So I'm trying to find some balance between being productive and getting things done. I really am looking forward to getting our studio up and doing some work in our little Birch and Birch clubhouse office studio thing that we've got going on. Um, but I also want to do some traveling and I think, I don't know. I haven't done it yet. Not, not hard right now. Really. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, just trying to be a steady Eddie. Enjoy getting up, getting my coffee, doing my thing. I make it sound like I drink, you know, drink decaf coffee now. So most of the time, um, I'm just trying to find a nice, steady marathon pace just to 
I keep will, it going and have a good time and not have super highs and not have super lows. And if you could go back to your professional self at age 30, mm-hmm. at age 32, because mm-hmm. you had me when you were 30. So mm-hmm. at age 32, um, what would, if you could slap yourself, your 32 year old self around and be like, Hey, take this lesson that I'm telling you right now and go use it. What would you tell that person? Mm. I'm not sure. Somehow uh, uh, everybody's so different. It's hard to turn off that motivation. And sometimes you need to so that you have time to love the people around you. Because you get so into, I was so into what I was doing. Yeah. And I slept, I, I thought about it all night, my sleep, I got up, I went. I mean, I, it used, I would get up, grab a cup of coffee, put something in a cup to eat on the way to work. I, I would not stay home. I never said. I remember. Home cups. Yeah. I just throw something like a oatmeal or something in a cup and it's like, I don't have time for this. Food is not on my agenda. Meals are not on my agenda unless they're with somebody and there's a goal to the meeting. You know, it was like, go, 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 go. And then I would just go and they until I couldn't go anymore. Usually I had meetings at night. Um, that's about it. So I just went like that. I, I would say that was too much. So you're saying if you could go back to your 32-year-old self, you would say set some boundaries? Yeah, that's exactly what I'd say. And may, and you've got to be okay when, because I tried setting boundaries and what would happen and be like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to get home at this time. And I would, I'd physically do what I was supposed to do, but I didn't emotionally make the shift to be in that space. Oh, I see. That's the home office. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes, that makes. So you come home and you're like, well, there's nothing really going on. I think I'll go back to work. Yeah. I can do this. I need to do this. Somebody's waiting on something. I've committed to something. I'm just going to catch that up real quick. I've got a plan for something else. If I can do that now, then I won't have to do that later. And I can do something else then. I think it's especially hard family-wise, right? Because I'm single. Mm-hmm. I live in a one-bedroom apartment by myself. And so I'm not coming home to somebody expecting me to be present with them. So that's not a that's not something I've had to overcome because I'm not in that situation. So I'm fully present when I'm with my friends, but that's because I made a deliberate date to be with that friend at that time. So I It's easier to take your family for granted. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Yeah. yeah. And now that I'm not like that, I'm like, hey. <laughs> and you and your brother are like, really nice that you called. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> that my brother is like that, but I'm around all the time, so you don't call just saying hey. <laughs> like, I do sometimes, not very often, but yeah, well, we see each other so often. Yeah, if I don't see you for a day or two, because we both get busy and we both got our have our own things going on, and yeah, we may cross within a hundred yards of each other at times, but. We should do that. What's the app where you can tell when people are close by? I don't know, but that sounds terrifying. Yeah. They're used to, well, I think it was four square or something like that. It was around a long time ago. So if you were at a store, you'd know somebody else was in the store. Yeah. You know, you go to a mall, somebody else is in the mall. You'd know that they were in the mall and you could connect. I forgot about that. Yeah. Four square, you check in. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I don't, I don't think you'd like that. You'd be like, I don't have time for that. <laughs> I don't have that. No, no. If, if I, yeah, we have to set a time to hang out. Oh God, dad's close by. I got to turn this off. Friends who are like, uh, excuse me. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, you have to, I have to make everything is in a calendar and uh, there's a date and time for everything. Cause otherwise it just doesn't happen. So. So I have a question for you, not on our agenda. Are you anxious to get the COVID vaccine? I'm torn. I was really excited. And then I've heard a couple of stories of people be having like full body itches for two weeks and or 48 hours of flu symptoms, but I'll do it. If I have the opportunity to get it, I'll get it. But especially because I would like, yeah, it would be nice. It'd be interesting to see. I, th- I don't, I'm not quite there yet. I think I would do it if I, but I, I'm not quite old enough. Um, me either. <laughs> it might be. Yeah, I think it'll be a little while for you. I, I have not been following. I should have followed it more. I guess I we dinked around with it for ten months now. I just got my my mask. I just put my mask on. Dinked around thing. What, for ten months now. COVID. Just avoiding it, you know, not going out or oh, wearing a mask, washing your hands a lot. But you're right. It's 10 months. feels like it's been longer. The Pfizer CEO said, uh, said the Pfizer CEO said COVID is here to stay. And I, I that made me sad. <laughs> he was like, this is the new reality. It's just going to be evolving strains. And I did not like that take. And I hope that. I think that's the, that's the way it was with the common cold. I think. I don't know. It'll just eat out all of us who can't handle it. Yeah, I don't know. That's an interesting. We should talk about that sometime because is it possible that we try too hard to keep people alive too long? (laughs) We have talked about this. This is that Bill Burr joke that there's a Bill Burr joke from a while ago that was like, we need less people. And, uh, um, he said, he said, okay, the Bill Burr joke from before COVID was we need less people and he knew which people we would get rid of. <laughs> and those are the people, hold on, those are the people who take cruises. <laughs> and then COVID hits and all of these cruises get infected and there are legitimately people dying and everyone's like, Bill Burr, Bill Burr. <laughs> Uh, and then there's the uh, Dwight Schrute joke from The Office, who is like walking through a crowd of people, and he's like, "There's too many people. We need a new plague." <laughs> like, ah, God, what are we doing? You know, it's, it's interesting. Moderna, and it wasn't bad. Somehow, comments are now coming through on Streamyard. Yes. I have, I don't. You know, we have to work on that so that we can see the comments. I can't because I can't see anything from where I'm at. Oh, I can. Which means that it's just because I'm the admin on the thing. But anyway, so I think, you know, that'd be, I'd like to talk about that someday because we go to great lengths and great expense to add minutes, hours, days, weeks to lives. And we do that while there are otherwise perfectly healthy people that are literally starving to death or dying of thirst or dying from very preventable diseases. And, um, I, I can't, I'm not tr- taking a moral stand on that. I'm just recognizing it because if I was really that concerned about it and I was the, on some great guided mission, I would probably be working a lot harder to make sure that those people could eat and those people could drink water 
just water. Yeah. I yeah. am basically asking the trolley problem. The trolley problem? The uh, philosophical thing where it's if there is a trolley headed for five people um, and you're the only one who can control it. But if you pull the lever, it moves and it hits only one person. So mm. if you take an action, you kill somebody. If you don't take an action, you let five people die. Uh, it's kind of like that. I don't, I don't know that I've heard that before. Interesting. Oh, great metal experiment. Yeah. And most people, when asked that question uh, and thinking through that question, are like, well, the one person, obviously. But uh, from an emotional. But when it comes to actually doing it, you could they do it? Because there, there's one you're, you don't really feel the intimacy of the decision, and the other one you do. Yeah. That's, I think that's the problem. And, sure. and that's the like paying thousands of dollars to save your dog and your your family member who won't, well, if you pay all of this, maybe they get to live for two more months and you do it anyway. There's that part of it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a really interesting human conundrum. Anyway. Anyway. Okay. Well, thank you for joining us today. Who the heck knows what we talked about? That's right. If anybody's got an opinion, we'd, we're really, so far we've been doing this. Morgan sets us up in a great thing called StreamYard, which is what brings us together like this. And we can actually have guests that can join us the same way too. But we're talking about how to set up our studio. So if you have a podcast that you like to watch, we'd love to know what it is yes. so that we can see how they have it set up. Yes. If you watch any pod, if you love the setup of a podcast, we're looking for inspo. Uh, so please tell us what you think is is a cool idea and you'll see ours hopefully next friday that's the goal that's the goal we'll see if not we'll be right back here just like this <laughs> with our uh, if you could see my camera set up right now it would be yeah you amazing post it on instagram it's it's Scotch tape. Dad is using Scotch tape. <laughs> I, taped from, I taped my phone to my Instagram Live at the same my time. Mac. <laughs> so oh. this right here, that your Scotch tape, three pieces. I use mom's phone to take a photo so I can see it. Okay, uh, thank you guys for joining us. I hope you have a fantastic Friday weekend and beyond. Shake and bake. Shake and bake.